Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters in the faith, and good afternoon to those in the world that are not of the faith of Christ. I want to do this podcast because of a video that I've seen that truly upset me deep within. Um, a friend of mine in the military sent me it. You can get it on social media anyway, but this video is like, it's not the edited version, this is the real deal version. And... I'm sure some of you have seen what this US Air Force guy did to himself outside the uh, Israeli embassy, um, set himself on fire. Now, when you watch the video, you think, what's this guy doing? He's talking about Palestine and the genocide, the apparent genocide that's going on. And he's got a cup in one hand and you think to yourself, you're not really focused on that. You're focused on what he's doing and, you know, scenario. And you can see in the background the different embassies okay, he's going to protest. But when he gets to where he wants to go and he puts the camera down and you think, well, what's he doing here? And he pours his liquid over himself and I'm thinking, no way. Right? And he tries to set himself on fire and then he does. And he's gone up in flames. And when you watch that, I don't know if you can get it on social media because it's so graphic. It's If that doesn't shock you, if that doesn't put life into perspective when you watch that, Right? It's shocking. And will that have an effect on the government's agenda in Israel? No, it won't. It will have no effect. It's just the way they will see it is just another extreme form of protest. Like you have all the Islamists in the UK and Europe and around the world protesting about Palestine. It's not going to change anything. That just goes and proves the lengths that people go to to protest when they don't get what they want. And he mentions genocide. Now, personally, I think he's in the US Air Force. There's more going on behind the scenes in his own life. He's been brainwashed for something. And, you know, as a man of God, I look into that. And last night I prayed for him. I prayed, Lord Jesus, please have mercy on his soul. Because only you can be the judge in that situation. I mean, I was thinking about the poor family. Imagine the mother and the father that's found out about that. Right, and the brothers and sisters. In my opinion, as a man of God, that's totally selfish. There's nothing on this earth that you should protest about and do that and ruin your family. And if he's got his own wife and kids in the eyes of God, that is an abomination because you are leaving behind people that love you. Now, it's to say if he didn't have anyone and he's on his own and he's in a depressive state, he doesn't really come across like that. But in, then the stuff that he's saying and doing, you can see there's something not right. So... Is he on drugs? No, I don't see him being mentally impaired with some sort of drug or drink. You know, he's just—it's just a full—it's just a full-blown extremist protest. Now, the one thing I want to say about Palestine, the history of the Palestinians—they don't have any claim to that land they're trying to claim. I'm not just the one saying that. The historians will tell you that. The politicians around the world will tell you that. It's the Jews that have given them certain bits of land to keep them quiet. And they've actually tried to give them that land and said, look, you can live there. We're happy to live next year. Can we just get on? And it's the Palestinians that are always causing trouble everywhere they go. Look, when this all kicked off last year, what neighboring country that's Muslim wanted to help them? Not one country, Egypt, Jordan, Iran, not one country wants to help the Palestinians. Why is that? They're all Muslim. They should love each other, help each other. They don't. They hate each other. But the point is, you think a country that's in turmoil and being destroyed like that would get help. No, they're not getting help because Palestinians, all they do is cause problems. 
And they're doing it in London, they're doing it in America, they're doing it everywhere. We don't get what we want, we're going to kill you. Right? And right now, they're being bombarded and smashed to pieces. Now, it reminds me of the Afghan war when it first kicked off, when the Twin Towers got blown up. All the Afghan people were cheering, yeah, we've blown up all the Americans. Well, they weren't cheering when the B-52 bombers were coming in and living in their cities. And they're crying, they're crying wolf, and, oh, you're being horrible to us. No, you have started a problem that you can't finish. And it's exactly the same with the Palestinians. No one's talking about last summer when the Hamas landed in these beaches in Israel, captured all the women, raped them and beat them and killed the men. No one's talking about this on the media because they're hypocrites. Now, where am I going with this? As a man of God, I have great mercy for everyone, right? No matter what you come against me with or what you come against my brothers and sisters with, I have great mercy because you're all going to answer to my Lord Jesus. And in this situation here, if there's no, if there's, if there's any proof right now in history and now, is that humans cannot sort out conflicts amongst themselves. If we were, you know, when you meet the Buddhists and the evolution nuts, and they say, oh, well, it's all evolution, we, that's where we all come from. Really, what evolution tells you that when something grows, it adapts, it becomes better, learns from its mistakes and moves on. We clearly haven't learned from World War I, 50 million dead. World War II, 30 plus million dead. We have not learned from that, have we? Right? And we're not learning. We're on the verge of World War Three now. And this will never end until God comes back. Jesus comes back and judges the world. And it needs to be dealt with. You know, my I felt really sick when I saw that video yesterday. I wasn't expecting that. And I saw this lad set him on fire. And when you watch it, I can't put the link on the end of this podcast because some viewers out there might find it totally upsetting. If I find it upsetting the person I am and what I've done in my life in the military, if I can find that upsetting, you're going to have nightmares from it. And I don't want that. It's horrendous. And I think, I don't know if you can get it on social media, but I'm sure they've edited it out. And he literally just sets himself on fire, screaming, free Palestine, free Palestine. And the worst part about it is he's standing to attention, right? Burning to death, right? And he stands there for like 30 seconds to a minute before he collapses, you know? And you're thinking to yourself, Two things here. One is he's mentally unstable to do that, right? Because he hasn't been in, he hasn't been brainwashed like you know the Islamic terrorists that blow themselves up. These guys are brainwashed from a young child all the way up, indoctrinated into their system, and they convince themselves it's the right thing to do. They're going to get sent to two virgins. No, they're going to go to hell. The thing is with him, whatever's going on mentally and in his life, he's clearly not stable, and that is demonic and. When he did that, it really upset me. Like I said at the beginning here, I prayed for him and I prayed for his family. Because that, if that video, and I encourage all of you to try and watch this if you can, to the point where he sets himself on fire, then turn it off. Because if that doesn't put things into perspective, if that doesn't get you thinking about how we should treat each other, right? And when I look at Palestinians and I look at Jews, when I look at Iranians, when I look at Africans, it's got nothing to do with the colour, Right? It's your background and how you're thinking. And as human beings, we should love each other. As human beings, we should care about each other. And when you see people doing that in third world countries, you really, that puts things into perspective as well. But over here in the UK, people are becoming more and more wicked by the day. I've just witnessed something two hours ago, right, with a car, a van driver on his phone, 
literally does not care about anyone else could cause a massive pileup, right? And you and you're thinking, and it, it, the reaction from him was despicable, right? And people seem to think in the UK that they're privileged to do what they want when they want without consequence, and there are consequences to everything you do in life. And that's what I'm saying to you as a preacher. When you shut your eyes for the last time, and no matter how you die, if it's in a car crash, on your deathbed, through disease, you're going to be, your soul is going to one or two places, right? And it is going to go to hell or heaven, and you only get to heaven via Jesus. And I've explained this countless times, right? Jesus is the Lord and Savior. He's going to judge the world and judge this whole, everyone on it. And if you're not right with him, you're going to hell. That is the end of it. No Muslim, no, no Buddha, no Hindu, no Allah is going to bail you out. Because all of them gods and these pagan beliefs, when they died, they died. Jesus rose from the dead. Right? And this is an extremely important reason why he had to. Because without that, we cannot live in eternal life. We can't have eternal life. So people said, someone said to me, do you think he's in hell? Right? Now, I've said to people, this is a very interesting point. Because I've had people say to me in Christianity, people that commit suicide, they go to hell. And I've said to them, well, where does it say that in Scripture? In 66 books, show me where that says, someone who kills themselves, they go to hell. And I had a theologian going back and forth, and I said, you're a theologian. A theologian knows the Bible inside out. That's their whole, they're teachers of the Bible. I said, show me where it says that. And then he says to me about Scripture saying that anyone who destroys the flesh, you know, God will destroy them. And this is in the New Testament. And... I said, yes, but you're taking scripture out of context. Listen, when someone's in that situation, and before I got saved eight years ago, I was on the verge of suicide. I'm going to be honest now. I was literally on the verge of suicide, right? I've come out of the military. I look at society. The list went on. And I'm not, the military, the Royal Marines that I was part of were fantastic. That, the core of the Royal Marines were fantastic. They know how to look after their own. And the military was always good to me. But when you come into society and people don't love each other and it's all about money and greed, you just think to yourself, well, what's the point in being here, right? It's one of the reasons why the Lord came and got me because of the way I saw society. I was being prepared and I didn't know it at the time. But I was full of depression, anxiety, you know, I was full of a lot of stuff. People say PTSD. I had some of that from my childhood, but, you know, the military was good to me. That's all I'm going to say on that. And... The Lord in what he does. So I was on the verge of suicide and if I died I would have gone to hell. But the Lord saved me from that. And I remember one day being on my bed in this house that I lived in in, in the northeast, uh, not far from where I live now. And this is before I went back into military accommodation. Um, I remember sitting on the end of that bed and I heard a voice say to me, get up soldier. Because I was so depressed, I just did not want to be here anymore. I planned it. I was going to go to a hardware shop, which the Americans say hardware shops, right? B&Q, get 10 feet of rope and just hang myself. Because I didn't want to be here anymore. And when you're... And I say to people, before you judge people that have committed suicide, you need to walk in their shoes. And I was in a very, very, very dark place. And a lot of the veterans that I've spoken to about the Lord and spoken to them that God loves them, Right, that God will forgive them for no matter what they do or what they've done. Because I've met soldiers that have killed people in Afghanistan, Iraq, you know, and it really affected them. And I said, Listen, you haven't committed murder, you've done your job, 
Your job is to defend the man next to you. Your job is to enforce the rules and regs over there at the time during the occupation. That is not you murdering anyone. And God loves you and he'll forgive you. And you see the hope in their eyes that someone loves them. You know, and to see veterans that have got PTSD, they've lost arms and legs and got PTSD, the list goes on and you tell them, no matter what they've done, God will forgive them and bring them home, right? And it's an amazing feeling. So I say to people, be very careful what you say about suicide because the only one that can judge is Jesus. Not me, not you, no one else. Jesus will judge. And this lad who set himself on fire, I mean, like I said, if you watch that, just prepare yourself because it is horrendous. It really affected me in a sense. It's really upsetting, the, the extreme that he went to. Now, he died, right? Where's his soul right now? I can't say because this, this is a very complex situation. God is merciful and God is love. And when people jump on this, God is love, 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 and he forgive you no matter what. Listen to what scripture says. Only God can judge that person's situation. You don't know what was going on before it. You don't know what was going on in his life, why he did what he did. Was he brainwashed? Was he threatened? Was his family threatened? The list goes on. It could be anything. Only God is a judge. But one thing you need to know, if he repented in the last seconds of his life, in that situation, in that extreme situation, God would forgive him. But if he didn't, and he's a sinner like everyone, and he did it because he's an admirer of Islam and evil things, God is gonna put him in hell. And he thinks burning on this earth is painful enough. You wait till you go down there. It's wicked, it's evil. And like I said, I had to do this podcast because today I was riding back thinking, should I do a podcast now? But I thought, no, I've got to say this because if that doesn't put life into perspective, if you know, if you as a person watch that and you think to yourself, wow, right? If that doesn't make you rethink your life, if that doesn't put things into perspective in your life, is it worth going around being angry? Is it worth going around having a chip on your shoulder, giving people a hard time? Is it worth being miserable? No, because that in itself there shows you that life is fragile and it's short. And, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed. The Bible says tomorrow is not guaranteed. In John 4, verse 14, tomorrow is not guaranteed. You're just a vapor. One minute you're here, next minute you're gone. And that's the reality. And I really hope that people that listen to this, if you watch that video, like I said again for the third time, prepare yourself because it is graphic. And if it can affect someone like me, it's going to affect anyone right and trust me it's just the build up to it and you're wondering what he's doing and then when he pours that over his head you think what are you doing that for and then he's trying to light himself up he's he fails on his jeans on his in his combats and he lights up the petrol on the floor and he's gone straight up and you're thinking what what's going on here your brain can't take it in for a second there you're thinking hang on my brain can't take this in is this really happening and that's the extreme that he's taking it to. And then you think about his mum and dad are going to get the phone call, right? Or his brother and sister's going to get the phone call. Or if he's done that and he's got kids, the Lord will come down them like a ton of bricks because that is selfishness. You have a duty as a person on this earth. If you have a family, wife and kids, you have a duty to them first than anyone else. I'm only, I'm only surmising, I'm only assuming that that's the situation. But like I said, God is the one that will deal with it. But can't you see that no matter what we do as humans, we can't ever repair ourselves. We can't ever get better. I mean, to be fair, 
when I was saying today that, you know, Buddhism and Hinduism, and I grew up in the UK, right? And all the years of me growing up, I never heard of a Buddhist or a Hindu ever force their opinions down my throat about their belief. They do advocate as a, as a, a religion of peace, where Islam is all about conform, conform, conform. The other day on TV again, a massive committee they had about Muslims going around the streets of London and in gangs. And if you don't conform, they'll physically abuse you or mentally abuse you. And this is really happening now in the UK. And it's because of what the Lord told me is going to happen. In this country, the UK will be an Islamic state within 10 years. He told me this two years ago. And he wants everything that's normal will be abnormal. Everything that's abnormal will be normal. Turned inside out, upside down. And we can see it right now in the UK. Sometimes I scan through the news and I can't believe what I'm seeing. And the Lord has said, I told you this. I told you this would happen. I told you that would happen. I told you this would happen. And it's happening right in front of me. This country is under judgment and it's been handed straight over to Satan. And Satan will use Islam, a faith that he created. Islam is created by Satan as much as Buddhism and Hinduism. But them two faiths, Buddhism and Hinduism, are not violent. But Islam is. You see, Satan's very clever. And you've got to give him the respect he deserves. Because he's created something that came 600 years after Jesus. 600 years, not six months. 600 years. For, for a false prophet, a man called Muhammad. And Satan literally brainwashed him and told him. I mean, you've got to give him the respect he deserves. Because he's been doing this for thousands of years. Creating all these pagan gods. To turn people away from the truth. So when they die, their soul goes to hell. That's the whole point. Satan wants to take as many souls with him to hell as possible. Because that's where he's going at the end. With all the fallen angels. That's where they all go. So he wants to take as many people with him as possible. Because we humans are made in the image of the living God. Doesn't mean we belong to him. But we're made in his image. Mankind is made by God. Satan was not made in God's image. Satan was made as an angel by God as his creation, but man is the pinnacle point of God's creation. Because mankind, male and female, is made in the image of God. And that's not the phys just a physical thing, right? That's the everything that man is, mankind is. The woman, the man, the love, the, the kindness, the honesty, the genuineness, you know, the, the truth, the honour. Uh, the list goes on as what, what man is, what man is supposed to be anyway. Because the men today, in 2024, the majority of them are complete and utter cowards. I know one that's a complete and utter coward. I have mercy for him, but he's a complete coward. He's the sort of guy that would start a problem and then run off and tell the police. Right? He starts the issue, he can't back it up, runs off, eyes behind the wall. And this is what society is full of, of people like that. So-called men masculine males that society is trying to destroy and there's only two genders by the way sorry to tell you there's male and female and even science tells you that right they want to destroy the masculine male into a soy boy and i use the word soy boy because if you type into google what soy boy means that's a description of what a male is today 90 percent of them in the uk and in the west in general this is what they've been doing for 20 30 years and they're going to continue doing it Get rid of the masculinity and create something that's a total disgrace and abomination for God. And men that will mouth off and start a problem, but they can't finish it. So going back to this man who set himself on fire, it takes a lot of courage to do what he did. right? And he has more honour and courage than this person I'm talking about, or people that I've met in the UK, in the West, in America, 
people that just mouth off and they can't back it up because they have no honour whatsoever. They're cowards within, they know they're cowards, so that cowardly behaviour reflects out of them and they try to take it upon everyone else. It's called Napoleon Syndrome, this individual I know has got Napoleon Syndrome. So Napoleon Complex, or Small Man Syndrome. Do I forgive him? Absolutely I do, because I feel sorry for the guy. I really do, and it's inward stuff. Anyone I come into, into contact with, you know, in general, if I don't know you, I love everyone. And I give everyone the respect. I treat people how I want to be treated. And the same thing goes for you. Jesus said his first and great commandment in Matthew 22 is love me with all your heart, soul and might. Second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. So what he's saying is treat people how you want to be treated. You know, And he's also, he makes it clear as a man, stand up for your family. Stand up for yourself. Don't let people walk over you. Because these people will... Give them an inch, they take a mile. Now, people seem to think because you're a Christian, you become this little angel of wings and you're gentle with everyone, loving with everyone. Well, you're very deceived because Paul the Apostle in the New Testament was a man's man. You can see that straight away. He, he, he makes it clear about the importance of love, which is in the book of 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. He makes it very important that without love, we are nothing. But he was a man's man. And you can see that he was a warrior, a Pharisee that Jesus saved and brought him on the path to Christianity. He read all, most of the books in the New Testament, starting with uh, Romans. Powerful. You know, so this notion that everyone's a little pushover, it's it completely wrong. God wants you to be a man of God, his disciple, to follow him. right? But inwardly, he made us in his image, a man to be a man, a woman to be a woman. But today, in our modern Western society, they want to get rid of that. They want the woman to stop being a woman and the man to stop being a man and mix them all up in between. Destroy the family, you name it. This is what they want to achieve. And Satan is behind all of it. You know, when people say to me, I've had people say to me about homosexuals, that they're an abomination. And I've heard... A lot of homosexuals tell me, I'm going to go to hell. And I said, who told you that? And they said, well, I met this Catholic. Now, Catholics are like religious people, are very religious. I did a podcast on Catholics a while ago. First of all, God does not hate and does not despise the homosexual. He despises the acts of homosexuality, right? But the person he loves. And we have all done things in our lives and I'm talking about everyone now in the world, there are things that you've done in your life that God hates, and it needs to be dealt with, right? So this is why when God became flesh out of the heavens as man through Mary, he walked on this earth and died on the cross. So then me, you, and everyone else can come before him on that cross and say, please forgive me, I repent of all these things I've done. I am a liar, blasphemer, cursor, fornicator, murderer. The list goes on. You just confess your sins to him, and he says, okay, I forgive you. Why? Because... From the beginning, man has fallen. And man has fallen on this earth. And man wants to do it his own way. But we fail and fail and fail. Right? And we all need help. And if we come before God as genuine people and say, look, please, I need your help. He says, okay, I'll help you. I'll forgive you. Follow me. And that's what Jesus said. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's a lot of people out there that talk about the Holy Bible, slag it off, and talk about it like they know it, but they've never read it. That sort of person is a dumb person. Because smart, intelligent people 
Don't make comments about things they don't know anything about until they know about it. You know, like where I live, it's really hard sometimes to talk to some people and have an intellectual conversation because they don't have intellect. They don't have the intelligence to maintain a conversation. So they result to threats, violence, gossiping, slander, lies, because that's all their mental intellect can handle. I know a lot of people in middle-class, upper-class society, and it's really refreshing to speak to people like that because you can have a, a, a mental conversation without prejudice, without any judgment, right? And if you fall out, you fall out. But to result to lies and gossiping, it just shows how sad. You know, and I was saying that these people belong in the gutter. And there's nothing wrong with being born in the gutter and coming out of it. But wanting to stay in the gutter and behave like someone in the gutter really shows how despicable them people are. And the book of Proverbs 1 through to Proverbs 10 talks about these people. These people are evil. They walk. Proverbs 6 Go to your Bibles and read Proverbs 6, verses 16 to 19. Actually, no. Proverbs 6, verses 10, I think it is, 10 or 11 to 19. Read that, what God says about these types of people that run to evil, that live in evil, that wink and gossip about people. These people he hates. So when people say God doesn't hate people, yes, he does. In the book of Psalms 5 and Psalms 11, he makes it clear that he hates sinners. In Proverbs 6, verses 10 to 11, sorry, Proverbs 6, verses 10 to 19, because normally I say Proverbs 6, 16 to 19, but I want you to go back to verse 10, or verse 11, I think is it starts at one of them, to 19. And God makes it very clear he hates these people. Right. So all this notion that God does not hate anyone, and loves everyone is rubbish that everyone's going to be in heaven everyone's going to be saved no they're not because there are people on this earth right now that don't want to be doing any good people don't want to go to heaven they don't want to worship the lord they don't want peace and happiness they want evil they want strife they want greed they want violence they want death they want all these wicked things so that's where what hell is for a place of suffering and you think you enjoy all that that's where you're going so people I meet a lot don't know what they're talking about. They talk everything out of context and they're in for a shock when they did. That's the bottom line. So to finalise this off, please guys, I'm telling you now, you watch that video. That shook me a little bit. And you think that poor human being, what has he done that for? In the name of freeing Palestine, just get something straight. The Palestinians have done enough of torturing the Jews. This is why no country around them wants to help them, because all they do is cause trouble. And right now they're being bombarded and destroyed by the West, but mostly by Israel, because Israel is one of the countries in the world that creates everything. All the technologies in the world, all the infrastructures come from Israel. The Jews are amazing because they're God's people. They were God's people. God's people now are the Christians. But the Jews are going to be saved and they are going to come through that bloodline, through Jesus. But the Jews have been slaughtered and they've tolerated this and now enough is enough. And now the Palestinians are being smashed left, right and centre and destroyed. It's all tears and please help us. No, you're going to get flattened. You're going to be told who's the boss and they've brought it upon themselves. Denounce Islam and repent of your sin to Jesus because if you don't, you're all going to go to hell. Every Palestinian that has died in Islam in that country is in hell as we speak. Anyone who's outside of Jesus goes to hell automatically. Just like that. 
your pagan gods can't save you. And if there's one thing that proves my point, is that all the hatred in the world, all these so-called Buddhists, so-called people of love, so-called Hindus that love each other, why is it you all want to kill each other? Why is it you're two-faced? Why is it you gossip and lie? I've had it on the street where I live. So-called people of peace. Well, good people don't lie. They don't gossip. They don't slander. They don't go around sowing discord, which, by the way, again, Proverbs 6, 16 to 19 talks about. Number seven is an abomination. Sowing discord amongst the brethren. Sowing discord within the community. This person is literally a child of Satan, and they're going to go to one place. Good people don't tell lies. I've said this to people. You know, when I meet your person every now and again, I say, uh, you ever told a lie? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like it when someone lies to you? No. Jesus says you're a hypocrite. You can dish it out, but you can't take it. Or I say to people, they say, oh, oh yeah, I'm a good person. Really? You tell lies? Well, yeah. Well, I didn't know good people tell lies. Instant conviction. It's just hypocrisy. Total hypocrisy. But God says, listen, this is how complex you are. You need my help. If you repent of your sin to me, Jesus... Repent of your sin to me, acknowledge me as Lord and Saviour, become born again of water and spirit, I will save you, and I will do the work in you via the Holy Spirit, and he literally does. When he saved me eight years ago, he sends a spirit inside you to change you, and I started changing. Literally instantly started changing. That's the power of the living God. You know, I'll share this quick testimony before I go. Um, I saw a video yesterday of a woman um, giving her testimony. And she was in, the, I think she was in her 60s. She lives in the countryside. So her car went for an MOT. So for you people abroad in America and other parts of the world, an MOT is like a, a, like a car safety check. They do it on vans and bikes and so on. And it's basically, if you pass this safety check um, to be on the road, you can carry on driving your car. But if you fail it, you can't anymore. So anyway, a car fails it massively. And she can't afford it. And her testimony was that she was really upset about this and she prayed about it. And within three days, someone's rang her up, a friend, and said, listen, you can have my car if you want it. I can get another. And she burst into tears. And she was saying, that's the power of the true living God. That's the power of my God. Well, her God is my God, Jesus. He knows what you need before you need it. You ask for it, he gives it to you. And Jesus said, if you ask, it will be given to you. If you knock, it will be opened to you. That's the power of the living God. He takes care of my life all the time. Physically, mentally, the lot. I love him so much. And so does she. And he answered the prayer. He knew the MOT was going to fail. He already had a car lined up for her. She had no way of paying for it. And God provided her a new, well, a second-hand car that was in good order. It could have been anything. I don't know. I'm just surmising now. That car could have been a two-year-old Audi or BMW. But she said, her friend said, here, you can have my car, I can get another. God is taking care of her because you are his daughter, you are his son. When you belong to the Most High, he takes care of you. You may want something, doesn't mean he's going to give it to you. He gives you what you need, not always what you want. You know, I want a brand new BMW motorcycle. I'm not going to get it. I've already been told I'm not going to get it. The point is, if I need transport, it's there. But I have transport and he takes care of me. So as a point I want to make, as a born-again son and daughter of the Most High, you are taken care of. Nothing can come against you. Nothing can harm you. No principality out there, no witch of the occult, no medium casts a spell against a child and daughter, of the son and daughter of the Most High. Then spells are going to bounce off and go back to the person who sent them because you are a child, children of the Most High. Basically, 
You know, it's, it's like going back over the hundreds of years. A king sends out a messenger to a, another country. You touch that messenger, you are felt by the same force as touching the king himself. That is what happens to children of the Most High. I am a son of the Most High. There's nothing you can do to me. And if you try it, it will come down on you like a ton of bricks. And the same thing applies to my sisters out there and my other brothers out there in the faith. If you are children of the Most High, through Jesus, you are protected. And if anyone comes against you, they're going to wish they didn't. It's as simple as that. Don't get me wrong. God can bring judgment and allow things to happen to certain Christians because of disobedience and rebelliousness. I've seen it. Um, there was someone adding to Scripture in the, about the Bible. So in Revelations 22, verse 18, 19, talks about those who add to the word and subtract. If you add to the word, the Lord will add a curse to your life. If you subtract from the word, as in remove things out of the book, he will remove your name out of the book of life. It's as simple as that. So there's always a warning there. But if you're his and you're obedient, he takes care of you. He said, if you're disobedient, he disciplines you. And it says that in the scriptures as too. In Hebrews 12, verse 6, God disciplines those who he loves. He chastens them. Which means that when you step out of line, he disciplines you for your own good to bring you back in line so you can move forward and, learn and become better. That's what a responsible parent does. In this world today, people don't discipline their kids. I came across it the other day. People in our society don't know what the word no means anymore. And when they get told, told no, they have a meltdown because the parents have always said yes or let them get away with it. The Bible says if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. In other words, if you don't discipline the kid, right, the kid's going to be a renegade. Too much discipline breaks the kid. Not enough discipline breaks the kid. It's got to be a balance between love and discipline. And I thank the Lord for my grandmother who gave me the perfect balance. And I'm sure many of you out there have had parents or grandparents like that. Praise the Lord. So I'm just going to pray because after what I've said today is a lot. And I want you all to have thoughts about this man who set himself on fire. And if you do watch that, just type in um, US Air Force man who sets himself on fire comes right up and i don't know if you can get it i'm not going to put it on here because it's just too graphic but if you see it it's just beyond me ignore the false propaganda of the west just focus on the video and if that doesn't sort of like bring things into perspective because you just watched that i was not traumatized but i was in shock and i was thinking about it again today you know you just think wow it's just extreme you know, and humans shouldn't be doing this to each other. But with it, it's doing it all the time because of the fall. And it's never going to end until my Lord comes back. I'm just going to pray. Lord, I pray, Lord, for the message that's sent out today. Lord, I pray for, Lord, this, like I said, Lord, this man's soul, Lord, who burnt himself to death as a protest for this Palestine issue in Israel, Lord, that you know the truth behind all that, as I do, Lord. But I pray for the people on both sides, Lord, that they turn to you Jesus and become saved because otherwise mankind is just going to destroy itself to the end I pray Lord for the peace of all peoples Lord and peoples on this planet my neighbours Lord I pray for all the people everywhere that people should just start loving each other without this petty convicts everywhere Lord and I pray that if anyone out there is going through the same suicidal thoughts please turn to my Lord Jesus he can help you I pray for everyone out there Lord I pray for all those that listen to this to Reflect on you, Lord, during these times. 
because we all need help, Father. I love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. God bless you all.